Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. MashaAllah, it's great to see everybody back in the masjid. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always allow us to continue coming to his beautiful houses. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, enable us to become people of the masjid. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our coming. And inshallah, inshallah, we hope that in this coming and arrival, in this difficult condition, Allah will give us and grant us double the reward, inshallah. Also, Jazakallah khairan for following the safety measures that we've put in place. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you all. And uh, we hope, inshallah, you will continue following in the way you have up until now. Jazakumullah khairan. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi alladheen astafa amma ba'd. Fa'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala al-Nabi. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Recite Dhulu Sharif. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Kama sallayta ala Ibrahim wa ala ala Ibrahim innaka hamidun majid. اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وقال الله سبحانه وتعالى قل لن يصيبنا إلا ما كتب الله لنا هو مولانا وعلى الله فليتوكل المؤمنون Brothers This mask that you're wearing this bag that we've asked you to bring and put your footwear in, this prayer mat and musalla that you bring with you, being asked to sanitize your hands when you enter. Similarly, the one meter gap that we have, we don't have two meters or one and a half, you only have a, we've gone right to the minimum. So one meter gap that we have in the sufufa, in the rows. Similarly, we're asking you, don't shake anybody's hand. You might meet people here today who you've not seen for over a hundred days. We're asking you, don't shake anybody's hands. And immediately after the salah, we'll be asking the people in the front rows to exit from there, the people in the back to exit from there. Without your sunnah, you can pray at home. These are safety measures. And these are part of a strategic planning and this is all part of us trying to devise a plan. Mainly, the idea is to protect ourselves, isn't it? Now, on one side, we're doing all of this. On the other side, the Quran, the Hadith, the Ulama have always told us a Muslim should rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our trust should be only in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At all times, we should rely and depend only on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now where do we draw the line? Where do we strike the balance? Are we supposed to plan and do all of this? Or are we supposed to have reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? In the short time that we have together today, we're going to speak about this. Because Allah says in the Quran that Allah loves those people who trust and rely on Allah and have tawakkul. And the question arises, sanitizing your hands, using a prayer mat, standing at a distance of a meter and social distancing. And similarly, not putting the shoes on the shoe rack because you could mix with somebody else. And all of these measures, does it go against tawakkul? 
is this contradictory to relying on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Or is there a middle path that we can find in between? In the short few minutes that we have together today, inshallah, this is what we are going to discuss. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the understanding. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those who rely on him. Also keeping in mind, when a person is going through difficulty in his or her life, and at this moment in time, I think we can all relate to this. Even before the pandemic, before coronavirus, we all had our own problems and difficulties anyway. And this came, and I think for most, it's only intensified. Some people have lost their jobs. May Allah protect them and look after them. Some people have lost loved ones. Some people have fell ill and sick. Some people have fell into great financial difficulty despite not leaving, losing their jobs, but they're suffering financially. It's had a massive knock-on effect on domestic violence. We're seeing people have been indoors much more. Couples have been fighting, have been quarreling. It's had an impact on children. It's had an impact on our youth as well, who are bored, knowing not what to do with their time. And they've gone on into different paths and different areas. So at such a time, the human being becomes much more vulnerable. At such times, we become very vulnerable. And shaitan begins to whisper into our ears. And one of the whispers of shaitan is... In the midst of all of this, where is Allah? Why is Allah allowing this to happen? If Allah is so kind, then why are you in this? These kind of whispers come to you. And the human being is desperate to say something, to read something. Many people come and say, give us a wazifa. Tell us something to read. I don't know what's going on with my life. I don't know what's going on. And one of the most powerful things that you can read at such times is the verse I just recited earlier. Say, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, tell the people, We will only be afflicted. Any problem, difficulty that comes our way, only that will come to you which has already been written and destined for you. If Allah has already decided for a problem to come in your life, that will definitely come. No more, no less. And alongside this, huwa maulana. Remember, Allah is your guardian. mu'minun. And only on Allah should the believers trust and rely. Rely on Allah. Because Allah hasn't said, ma kataballahu alayna. Allah hasn't said that whatever Allah has destined against you, Allah has destined for you. So in the great grand plan, this is out of our interest. If we deal with it and rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who knows what is the grand master plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's the first thing. Secondly, is now to navigate. What is the balance between planning, having safety measures in place, and also having tawakkul and reliance in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because when you look at it, they seem contradictory. Either you plan or either you... And I've come across both people. Since the last so many days when we've spoke about the reopening of the masjid, I've had different, different people coming back to me. Some people have said, what's all this rubbish? Honestly, there are people out there saying, what's all this rubbish? Why is there gap in the stuff? Why do we have to sanitize our hands? So you've got that category of people, extremists on one end. 
right? Like the president or prime minister of Brazil. You've seen, haven't you? Okay. He was of this category as well. What's all this rubbish? And now he's got coronavirus. So that's one end of the spectrum. And then you've got some people on the other who are still telling me that I'm not comfortable with one meter. I'd like to have two meter plus gap. Or am I allowed to continue staying at home? I know the masjids have opened, but am I allowed to continue staying at home and praying dhuhr at home because I'm still very scared? So these are two extremes. And we are being brought into the middle. So let's try and understand and navigate. Where do we stand as a believer, as a mu'min, as a Muslim? What is our responsibility and what is the concept of tawakkul and have we understood it right or not? And there is no one on the surface of this earth who had greater tawakkul than the Anbiya wassalam. So very quickly in the short time that I've got remaining, we're going to look at the lives of some of the prophets of Allah in the Quran and see how they balanced between planning, strategy, and tawakkul and reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This will be a source of light and guidance for you and me, peace of mind insha'Allah, and also will be able to navigate in the days to come in how we should behave in such times of a global pandemic between choosing the plan, the strategy, and choosing between relying and trusting on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Firstly, let us take the example of Prophet Nuh alayhi salam. Everybody is familiar with the story of Nuh alayhi salam. The people of Nuh alayhi salam were described in the Quran, whom adlama wa atgha, the most notorious and the most rebellious people. You might think, well, we heard some of the other nations, they were really cruel and wicked. Why are the people of Nuh alayhi salam described as most notorious and most rebellious? Because do you know what? You can go to a people and you can warn them once or twice and three times. And they can reject your message once or twice or three times. But the people of Nuh alayhi salam did not reject him once, twice or thrice. How long was he there for? How long was he there for? Don't worry, you can say one or two words, don't worry. I know in churches they've been told they're not allowed to do singing. A lot of their their worship entails a lot of the churches where people come together and they sing collectively. They've not been given permission to do that as of yet. Inshallah, that will come as well when things become more eased. So, but you can say one or two words. You'll be able to say Ameen, inshallah, when the Imam recites. Don't worry about that. We're not going to go too extreme. So you can answer me, inshallah. Nuh alayhi salam, how long did he stay within his people? 950 years imagine being reminded again and again for 950 years and for 950 years these people rejected him they turned him away they didn't listen to him notorious rebellious Allah describes them in the Quran nevertheless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was about to send a global flood you know we've got a global pandemic and it's affected everybody everywhere in the world unprecedented we've not seen anything like this in our lives ever before this was an unprecedented flood a global flood it hadn't arrived they couldn't see it just like you can't see the coronavirus can you right we can't see it there's no evidence of it being here yet so the flood hadn't come yet but allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told nuh alayhi salam i want you to start planning for this this is about to arrive I want you to start planning and on dry land where there was no sign of a single drop of water 
I want you to start building a ship. And the people did come to him. And they said, Nuh, you're crazy. You're crazy. You've lost the plot. What are you doing? Why are you building a ship on dry land? There's nothing here. We can't see. Where's the flood? We can't see it. Right? Some people are saying, well, we can't see coronavirus. Where is it? Show it to us. Okay? They said, we can't see it. Where is it? There's no sign of it whatsoever. And he continued. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him, build the ark, build a ship. He continued building the ship. And then what happens? And the idea is this. You build a ship. So you plan. We've been told to plan. The Anbiya alayhimu salatu wasalam, you look at their lives. You do find them planning. They did plan. They did put strategies in place. They did make an endeavor and try because they lived in the world. However, one thing we, say, we are told, in relying on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we shouldn't shy away from planning. In relying on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we shouldn't shy away from planning. And in planning, we should not rely on our plan. Do we understand? To rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that should not stop you from planning. And when you plan, don't rely on your plan. Who do you rely on? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I wear the mask. I've sanitized my hands. I bought a prayer mat. We've got social distancing in place. We've got a one-way system in place. That's all there in its place. We've planned. But we don't rely on that plan. That's not going to stop the virus. Keep this in mind. Our belief. Our iman. We are Muslims. These things is not... This is a preventative measure from us. Who is going to stop the virus? I can't hear you. Only Allah. My mask will not stop the virus. Social distancing will not stop the virus. Sanitizing my hands will not stop the virus. That doesn't mean we don't do these things. We're living in the world. Even Nuh alayhi salam was told to build a ship. If he wanted, he could have said, Allah, you're powerful. You can protect me. I don't need the ship. And his son did exactly that thing. You know when the waters came? When the flood arrived, Quran tells us, when the flood arrived, فَفَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ أَبْوَابَ السَّمَاءِ Allah said, we opened the gates of the heavens. We opened the earth. The waters of the earth and the waters of the heavens met in between. You know what the meaning of this flood was? Global total annihilation. This flood came to destroy the whole of the world. Except those people who took the strategy and went on that ship. You know the story of the son of Nuh alayhi salam, Quran mentions it, I don't need to go into detail. Simple, what happens is, Nuh alayhi salam says, Ya bunay, irkab ma'ana, wala takum ma'al kafirin. Oh my son, his son's name was Gan'an. Come on, jump onto the ship and you'll be saved. He didn't say to him, oh yeah, that's fine, trust in Allah, it's fine, you don't need a mask. You don't need to do social distancing, don't sanitize your hands, it's okay, Allah's gonna, no, he said to him, jump on the ship and then rely on Allah. Jump onto the ship, you will be saved. He said, no, 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 I, I, I know what I'm doing. The son of Nuh alayhi I know what I'm doing. I, I don't need you. I don't need your ship. I don't need your boat. I don't need all these measures. I've got my own hideout. I've got, you know, I've got my own friends. I've got my own company. Leave me alone. I'm going to go to this mountain. I'll be fine. Nuh alayhi salam is having this discussion with his son. The floods have already arrived. Quran says, The wave comes in between them, and that was the end of his son. Drowned, gone. He did not listen to the advice. So that is one example. And then, do you know when the people boarded the ship? 
and then they were going and the waters were coming and battering the whole of the world Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Nuh alayhi salam tell the people وَقُلِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ الَّذِي نَجَّانَ Now this is Iman where we put the plan in place but we don't rely on the plan he said now say Alhamdulillahi alladhi it is Allah who saved us not the ship not the ship it is Allah who saved us this is the balance in Muslim house so we relying on Allah shouldn't stop you from planning and planning shouldn't stop you from relying on Allah and your reliance shouldn't be on your plan it's on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that was one example that was one example moving on let's look at Yaqub alayhi salam Prophet Yaqub alayhi salam, a great prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Beautiful story of Yusuf alayhi salam. Let's come towards the end of the story. Do you know when Yusuf alayhi salam becomes the king or the minister of Egypt? Yaqub alayhi salam and his children don't really know about it. They don't know what's happened. He was thrown in the well and that was it. They didn't know what happened later on. Now the time has arrived when Yaqub alayhi salam is sending his children back to Egypt. Why? They need to bring back some food. They need to go and collect. So go, oh my sons, I want you to go to Egypt. Go to the king of Egypt. Little did they realize that he's sending them to who? His own son and their brothers, Yusuf alayhi salam. However, listen to the advice of Yaqub alayhi salam, his strategy in the Quran. What did he say? He says, Ya baniya, la tadkhulu min babin wahidin wa min abwabin mutafarriqah. Oh my children, when you go to Egypt, now how many children did he have? Yaqub had 11. So if Yusuf is uh, already in Egypt and Binyamin also in Egypt, how many of them are there? At least there is, there are at least nine of them, minimum, if not 10. So there's nine of them. Now imagine nine sons, nine sons of a prophet, all good looking, dressed nicely, and imagine them all going in together. So Yaqub al-Islam made a plan. He thought it to himself, Hanagon. He knew, remember, this is a prophet. Very strong iman. Very strong tawakkul. Very strong reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But even then, at the desire of a father, being a person who lives in this world, he devised a plan and a strategy. And Allah talks about this in the Quran. And Allah describes him as being very knowledgeable for implementing this plan. What did he say? Ya baniya la tadkhulu min babin wahid wa dkhulu min abwabin mutafarriqa. Oh my children, when you go to Egypt, I don't want you all to enter from one entrance. All nine of you shouldn't go in from one gate. Wa dkhulu min abwabin mutafarriqa. I want you to blend in, split up, some go from there, some go from there, camouflage. Why? The scholars of tafsir are unanimous and they all agree. That the only reason Yaqub devised this plan is to protect them from the evil eye. Because if nine sons of one father, all good looking, all dressed nicely, were to all enter in one go, there's a very strong possibility that people intentionally or unintentionally, they're going to glance on them and they're going to marvel at them. Wow, look at nine sons all together. They look absolutely amazing, fascinating. And they could get affected by the evil eye, intentionally or unintentionally. We believe the evil eye is true. It happens. May Allah protect us. So, this is the planning who of a Nabi. He made a plan. So he said, Ya bani min babin wahidin, min Don't enter from one gate, enter from different gates. And then he also told, now this is amazing. 
This is where we find the balance. So that was his plan. That was his strategy. But did he rely on it? Did he trust his plan? Did he believe in it? He said, as a father, as a human being, this is something that came into my heart. I wanted to do this. But then he said to his sons, وَمَا أُغْنِي عَنْكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ مِنْ شَيْءٍ وَمَا أُغْنِي عَنْكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ مِنْ شَيْءٍ إِنِ الْحُكْمُ إِلَّا لِلَّهِ عَلَيْهِ تَوَكَّلْتُ وَعَلَيْهِ فَلْيَتَوَكَّلِ الْمُتَوَكِّلُونَ My sons, this is my plan. However, my plan will not change your destiny. Iman, tawakkul, belief. Plan, put a strategy in place. Have social distancing. However, he said to him, your iman, your heart should be connected not to your plan, not to your strategy, not to your safety measures. We put this plan in place. But remember my son, My plan is not going to protect you. If Allah decides to afflict you, my plan won't save you. This is a plan I've put in place because we're human beings, but then reliance should be on Allah. Alayhi tawakkaltu, on Allah I have put my trust. Wa alayhi falyatawakkalil mutawakkilun. And only on Allah should the people that have trust should put their reliance. Moving on, let's look at the mother of Musa alayhi salam. The mother of Musa alayhi salam, when Musa alayhi salam was born, Allah told Musa alayhi salam's mother, put Musa alayhi salam in the basket. Did she do it? Yeah. She put him in the basket. Allah also told her that mother of Musa alayhi salam, don't worry, Musa alayhi salam is going to be safe. He will be protected and I will look after him and I will return him to you. Did she believe or not believe? Of course she believed. She put him into the basket, threw the basket into the river, gone out of sight. Despite that, Musa salam's mother told her daughter, the sister of Musa salam, I want you to go and follow the basket. Did she not believe? Did she not have reliance? She still put a plan in place. And then she put that plan in place and she followed the basket and eventually they devised a plan. But the reliance was where? On Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, finally, finally, we finish on the most beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, on the last messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, after whom no prophet, no messenger will come into the world, none other than Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It was the night of Hijrah, when he was migrating from where? Makkah to Medina Munawwara. A beautiful, beloved companion was chosen for this journey, none other than Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. The people of Quraysh had said there's a reward of a hundred camels of anybody who finds the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Let's get to the peak of the story. When they were in that cave, when they were in that cave, and the kuffar of Quraysh, they arrived. They came so close to the cave. Why did they go in the cave? Why did they travel in the dark? If it was about relying on Allah, then they could have gone in broad daylight and said, Allah is going to protect me. Why did he make a plan? He went in the dark. He went in the middle of the night. They took a secret route. Didn't he trust in Allah? Some people are saying, why should I wear a mask? Why should I sanitize my hands? Why should we keep a gap? Well, if that was the case, why did the Prophet hide in the cave? He would have just come out, hey, come and get me. Allah's going to protect me. He didn't. He put a plan in place. And this is what we're required to do living in this world. He put a plan in place. And he followed the plan to the T. He was in that cave. In the cave, the kuffar arrived. Abu Bakr radiallahu said, if they were just to look at their feet, they'll see us. This is the crux of it now. 
Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam didn't say to him, Abu Bakr, don't worry, we're in the cave. This is the balance. He said to him, what do you think about two people? The third with them is Allah. He didn't tell him, trust the cave, rely on the plan. No. What is your imagination regarding the two? The third amongst them is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is what he told him. But at the same time, did the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa exit the cave? Something important to keep in mind. After telling him, rely on Allah, Allah is with us. Did he exit the cave? No. He still remained in the cave. Did he abort the plan? Did he cancel the plan and the strategy? No, he continued the plan. He continued the strategy. He kept it in place and he taught us an important lesson that in this world, this is a world where we plan. Relying on Allah, shouldn't, you shouldn't shy away from planning. And in planning, you shouldn't rely on your plan. This is the message. And inshallah, I hope I've been able to deliver this message. Once again, I reiterate, in, whilst living in this world, when we come across these scenarios, tawakkul and reliance on Allah doesn't stop us from planning. But when we plan, we don't rely on our plan, my mask will not protect me. Sanitizing my hands will not protect me. Although we will implement these plans. Who will protect us? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us a true understanding. Wa akhiru da'wana. Anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.